Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's Nick. You can find us in the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. Best way to interact there or go to hypercleanstore.com or the HyperClean Store app in your Play Store because Nick, Black Friday's coming up. It's a oh, yeah. great time to go start getting interactive with the products and a lot of great stuff coming out for Black Friday. Excited about it. But let's get into buy and sell. Nick, you're up. All right. How, how's everyone doing? I'm going to go ahead and do uh, my buy this week. Uh, I was listening to a podcast this morning. Uh, it's not one that I keep up with, but kind of detailing adjacent guy that runs a pretty big company that he started and I'm going to tell you something I'm buying because it's, it's pretty rare is he speaks his mind. And I know that's like, well, that's what they do on podcast. If you really listen, they don't, you know, especially not in the detailing world. They, you know, tell us your story, Marty, and you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to buy the access to, if you really search it out, these different people in business, different people in your life could be sports, could be self-help, could be, detailing business doesn't matter i'm gonna buy how enjoyable it is whether and by the way i disagreed with a lot of what he said but i enjoyed the fact that he spoke his mind and was well thought out and so uh, it's not about agreement i I am gonna buy though that access to information we have now can be a really powerful thing if you know you know how to look for it and leverage it and you know kudos to the people out there speaking their mind i think it's just fun to listen to Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's what makes it so much more engaging, right? Like you actually want to hear what this outspoken person might say about something. Yeah. And it's not, they're not being, you know, I'm not, there's a very big difference. And we see this on Facebook quite a bit in our industry is it's not being outlandish for outlandish sake. It's a well thought out point of view uh, from a smart guy that's put his brain together and, and actually tells you what he feels. A lot of times what we see is somebody just ranting on Facebook Live or whatever. I'm not talking about that. There there are good people around our business. Unfortunately, they usually are loosely affiliated with our business. They give a point of view and they do a good job at it. And so I just enjoyed listening to it. And like I said, I, I disagreed with a ton of it, uh, but it was enjoyable to hear his point of view and got you thinking. And look, man, that's the greatest thing about podcasting right now or YouTube you could really find great information. The problem is it's hard to find. You got to search it out. All right. I'm buying uh, I'm buying something a little different. Call it the triune man. Call it uh, doing a bunch of different things to get where you want to be. Listen, I think we got a body, soul, spirit, whatever, all that stuff goes into you. And when we can do, and this is why I'm really buying yoga and meditation. Let's get down to it. I'm going to be that weird dude that has really gotten more into yoga, even though I've been doing yoga for years. Went to a yoga class this weekend and there's people doing all these random twists and all this crazy shit, right? Like you see, and you've heard about it. You're like, how the hell does that guy do that? How the hell does she do? Like what in the world is this? Yoga, meditation, creativity, it all kind of plays together. So I'm buying that aspect of it. And we'll get into something that is very unique for what you and I, and over the next weeks, we'll put out more about uh, it's, it's logged into our database of something that we're going to talk about inside of our minds and what goes on, but having your, your yoga, having your body, having your, your mind and having this 
positive mindset headed into how can I be innovative for my company? How can I be innovative for the industry? I watched this show this that past weekend, and I recommend everybody go see it. It's called Self Made. It's I think you get it on Netflix. It's a four part series. It's extremely interesting about a lady who started right started a business. How did she get to where she was and ended up being a the first, I guess, technically the first black millionaire is what it was, or first black lady millionaire? How did she get there? People asked her, and inside of it, she goes, well, I dreamed it. I created it. Yoga, meditation is today's world, and you could do that to where you sit down and think and create, stretch, and exercise, and you might actually do something. You might create something in your mind that is so innovative and so creative that it explodes whatever you want to your next level. So, listen, Hey, I'm buying for the, that. For those that haven't turned off the uh, episode thinking about Marty doing yoga, uh, welcome. Uh, we're happy to have you. Yeah. I, listen, <laughs> I do not wear the yoga pants, at least outside of my house. Uh, for, yeah, exactly. Uh, for those of you sticking around, we can't thank you enough after thinking about <laughs> Marty doing yoga. Listen, Nick, besides everybody envisioning me in, in spandex, <laughs> The other thing people are really curious about and heavily inside the HyperClean Specialist Group, listen, there was a post. People are really curious. You made an announcement on, on the Saturday episode. Hey, big announcement coming today. So yep. no reason to even beat around the dead horse anymore. Let's get right to what everybody wants to hear. This is no doubt going to be the most important episode that we have done together, right? Probably in the whole episodes of all of Pints and Polishing Podcast, because so many things over the past years since starting the podcast leads us to this moment. Yep. This is an extremely valuable moment for not only the podcast, for HyperClean, for you, for me, but for the entire community. It, <laughs> inside the specialists are talking about it, Nick. So let's let's give it. Because we said a thing where we go, Nick, this was our day. We set a stake in the ground. Yep. And we go, this was our day. We've gone forward. We've made a commitment. What's that commitment, Nick? Well, we're going to be the first and only completely American-made detailing chemical manufacturer for the detailing industry. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, we got to get to the reality that less than 10 companies really manufacture chemicals. Okay. That's number one. So it's going to put us in rarefied air, but of those 10, they all have two things in common. They either make chemicals for the car wash industry or make chemicals for the dealership industry. And then they dummy down the chemicals or change the color of the chemical or change a reactive agent in the chemical and then sell it to detailers. There's never been a chemical manufacturer in our industry that's made the chemicals for detailers only. And what I mean by this, well, right now we mix chemicals in small batches. And what's happened is it's, it's been very effective, but it's put a lot of strain on our team, a lot of strain on Marty in particular, so now we got to be able to ramp up. So what have we done? We've hired a chemist. We now have access to a university grade lab uh, that that's you know going to be ours. We have uh, investments in manufacturing equipment coming down the road, which allows us to do one thing: innovate at a level that we aren't able to innovate now. 
I don't think we often talk about something as simple as glass cleaner. For those of you that have used our glass cleaner, you know that there's just a lot of things different about the glass cleaner. And this is not to hype up glass cleaner, it's to prove a point. Glass cleaner was on our radar for two years. We knew we needed it. It took this long to get to the manufacturing process of glass cleaner because we had so many things in front of it online. And so what we couldn't do in a timely manner was solve the glass cleaner problem because of the way our facility is now. And I want to really applaud Marty. I don't think people realize how few people even mix chemicals or try things or do anything like that. So this is, this is more about our future innovation, our future investment, and trying to do something that's not only rare, but isn't going on in our industry, which is to source everything from an American-made supply chain. And that's really difficult to do. We have set up all of these things that we've never disclosed that basically puts the pipeline of raw, pure raw material into our hands, and we manufacture it in our own facility from top to bottom, which is very tough to do. Uh, for those of you that are familiar with VR and familiar with the things uh, Marty's built, I, I'm not really cool at the let somebody else control my fate. And what we found out during the pandemic was there were a lot of people's hands that had a, a say in what we did, right? That's kind of what the position everybody was in. Now we're trying to limit it and say nobody's hands is, are in our pot at all, that we control it from top to bottom. Meaning we can all remember hearing, oh, we can't get such and such right now. Oh, we can't get this bottle. Oh, we can't yep. get this, right? Like. That and that's what you're meaning. You said something though, pretty, pretty interesting. That I, let's let's go back and dive into that for just a split second because I don't want to cross over that too far. I don't want people to to graze over that. Making products specifically for detailers, there becomes a uniqueness to it, which you mentioned the glass cleaner. There's thousands of glass cleaners. And over the past years, you're right. People have asked, hey, when's, when are you going to do a glass cleaner? Hey, when are you going to do a glass cleaner? Yeah, you know, right? Yep. What were we going to do when we were ready to do it that made it so unique? Because we knew, right? Like, this is something that you say, we say internally. We don't like to say it too heavily out there. But anybody that has a detailer mindset you know what we're talking about when you go, hey, I've used products and I can just tell when this this is really dialed in. The yep. glass cleaner is so dialed in and so specific when there's thousands of generic glass cleaners that all clean glass, no problem. But can you clean glass? Can it be streak-free with the hyper-clean uh, towel that we have, the perfect glass towel, adding in protection, and then as the towel glides over, it's... It's almost magical. Yeah, there's no chance for lint, right? So forget streak-free. One of the issues with traditional glass cleaners is almost they're too aggressive. They grab onto your towel, and then you leave lint, and you go, oh, this towel sucks. Well, it wasn't actually the towel. There was no lubrication in the formula. So I know everybody that's especially talked to us privately or is in distribution, you're thinking, hey, you guys have already done a lot of innovation to us, I mean, we got a carpet system coming out that's pure innovation. We're actually testing it on a smoker's vehicle here recently. Uh, you know, the final piece to it. 
we're honing all that stuff in internally. But the problem is we're now getting to the point where our growth is so massive because of all of you and the support. And I think all of you see that now we got to start making some financial commitments that on a level that nobody's done for the detailing industry. Nobody can come on here and rebuttal what I just said. Nobody has ever manufactured chemicals to, to detail a car specifically for the detailer. It's never happened. I don't care who you're doing business with. That fact can never be debated. When you do something or around something for 25 years, you know where the bodies are buried. You know where everybody got their start. You know what everybody used to do. And there's no problem with that. But the one thing that I'm going to be proud of from this moving forward is we are going to be 100% detailer focused in our innovation as we are now, but we're going to do it on a bigger scale. The investment is big. Look, the investment, folks, is so big. Let me put this into perspective. We never shared this meeting at SEMA, though. Way far away from Marty were these representatives from the good old state of Oklahoma who reached out to us and now want to talk about how we make this investment, not only in our company, but keep jobs in the state of Oklahoma. Because let me tell you something, the level we're talking about doing it, state of Tennessee is going to come call in, the state of North Carolina especially is going to come call in. Other states are going to come call and say, will you move your facility to our area? This is not a you know child's play, rah, rah. This is, we're talking about making an investment on a level that gives detailers access to chemicals that have never been available before. And this is no knock on everyone else, but when you're car wash focused or you're dealership focused, the quality of chemical that you're okay providing is to a very, very low price point. And because it's to a low price point, you have less active ingredient. You get glass cleaners with very little thought to them because guess what? There's no room for it. And so then when they remarket it to you, the detailer, you go, yeah, this glass cleaner is okay. But this isn't what we, the detailers, or we, the DIYers in our garage or, or whatever, want to really use. This is really no different than any other glass cleaner. And so what we're going to do is we're going to be the first, basically from the ground up company, that's going to control everything that we have access to control. I mean, we're, we're now talking about we're controlling our raw materials from a specific company because we like the stuff that they have access to raw wise. I mean, that's how specific we've gotten, Marty. Detailed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and again, I, I want people to understand this is a huge commitment. Like we're talking about Marty's role changing, my role changing, the things we're going to have to be involved in changing for the greater good of the people that follow us. Like you guys see what we're able to do now when this all gets right. And I want to make sure everybody understands this is a 12, 24, 36 month plan. And, and this is a lifelong plan, really, to be honest with you, the kind of commitment we have to make to, to be able to make and manufacture chemicals on that level. The commitment is hard to explain. And, and it, all I can say is the reason I'm excited is because we can take what we've done on a, on a pretty effective, but small scale and start talking about access on a scale that we we can't offer today. And I think excitement's the wrong word because I'm kind of beyond that. It's like, we've been dealing with this behind the scenes for months and months and months now. And, you know, Marty is, we're taking like pipettes and Hey, let's add this. Hey, let's add that. Hey. And that's kind of where we've been. And now we're talking about 
university grade lab. And we're talking about different, you know, thousand dollar scales and how do we measure this and how do we manipulate that? And how do we substitute this? Because this is safer. The world that we're in now, and we've been in for a while, we just have never shared is pretty wild behind the scenes. You guys get the boxes and the bottles, the stuff that Marty and I are doing behind the scenes. I'm, I'm genuinely proud, but it's the stuff we haven't shared. I mean, we just haven't shared how much is going into this now. And compared to two years ago, it's night and day. I mean, I didn't think we'd even be here. I don't think you did. No, no, not at all. And, you, you know, you say that about the pipettes and, it, you know, it's just anybody that has been cleaning cars for any period of time. Listen, I know other people have reached out to me. Detailers love to take products and figure things out. It's kind of is in our blood. If you're, I don't want to say true detailer, right? Like this word detailer is so ambiguous now, but if you've just enjoyed cleaning and detailing cars for a long period of time, you understand why you would take a product and you go, okay, but I could work it this way and I could do it this way. We've done it, as you said, on a very small scale. We actually, you mentioned pipettes. You're right. We're, we're measuring out milliliters. We're, we're doing stuff in five gallon to small batches. We're doing minimal things, but as a company, I mean, we're putting out a ton. It's, 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 it's amazing yep. to think then where we're going to go, what it's going to look like to invest into this and to come from the guy that was just people that have reached out and said, yeah, I like mix. I did that too. You, 2002, I started cleaning cars. Immediately, 2003, four. Do you think I was starting to mix things together and figure out how it could work better and how I could do right. this? When I started, you know, selling products here locally, you could go to plenty of dealerships, plenty of people that have uh, uh, shops, have locations, have everything to where we were designing things specifically for them. Yep. So me internally, yeah, man, I, I'm so you're excited. I'm excited. The amount of times that I spent making barbecue and brewing beer for all the local detailers here and was selling them products that I was making to now get to do it on such a massive scale. Fuck. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's what anybody of us would dream about. This is incredible. So where do we go? Right. Like what happens next? You mentioned 12, 24 months, right? Like this is where the overall scale goes, but there's some things that we're all seeing that is going to start happening very quickly with stickers. Listen, the bottles that, that you worked out and we got in, this really takes some things that immediately very quickly in the next weeks to months yep. can take some next level things to also next level in our coatings. Oh yeah, so we have walk us I mean, through look, some of the stuff that's about to come out already. We have a complete carpet system that essentially was kind of a ground up thing. Uh, you know, again, is that a huge mover for a lot of people that keep their cars nice? It isn't. But now we're honing in the last step product of how do you make the car smell brilliant and not like chemical or not like smoke or how do you actually deodorize a car properly? We're over here working with, you know, percentages that would just blow people's mind on that product. That was all the morning this morning. So we got, we're going to have three products in that, in that carpet and an interior line. We got three polishes, one being an AIO ceramic, 
that we're working on. We got uh, a compound, a polish, and an AIO ceramic. We got an insane coating coming to the coating line at the beginning of the year sometime that's going to be directly for the professional, the professional only. You have to be approved to use this coating. These are just things on a small scale. We haven't released our, our cool Eagle banners, uh, our stickers that most of you have probably started to get that have ordered uh, that we put inside the boxes now that's just a limited edition run. Uh, and, and I think, look, we have a 32-ounce bottle that's going to be labeled with HyperClean, so you guys can order gallons and put them in your 32s and have HyperClean from beginning to end everywhere. And that bottle project, you know, look, man, and, and this space is not easy. You know, we had hiccup after hiccup trying to source them properly and with the right people. And, and I want to make this clear that go to the glass cleaner as the example, go to spray coat as the example of taking these things from the ground up and, and really building a reputation that we're not like everyone else. I mean, there was some nice, a nice post today, about, you know, and, and specialist about, you know, all the good things we've done, but this is the tip of the iceberg. And for us to go to the next level, this is what has to happen. And, and that comes with some decisions you have to make, right? You have to do away with some things of the past and you have to understand that part of leading and doing something like this. And I, I want to leave it with this. All American made for all of you that get on the internet and tout how much that means to you and how much you're rah, rah about America. You need to start looking into what companies are really going to do that kind of stuff because it's costly. It's hard to do. It's time consuming to find things being produced here and proper. And we want to be proud of this brand as we've shown over the last two years. I think our track record is we try to do things with pride and do things with our customer in mind. And now that leads to, you know, letting some things go of the past and moving on to, to, to bigger and better things. So I can't thank everyone enough, but we got some big things coming. So you mentioned cost, you mentioned things of the past, uh, no doubt over the years, we always talk about how this is a journey. That there's not a blueprint that as a, as business owners, it's really best for us to learn how to navigate, for us to learn how to, in a sense, figure things out as we go. You can find a, a, an idea of where you should be headed, but it really becomes our, our journey, how we navigate through problems, how we navigate through struggles, how we navigate through, well, can I be creative enough? to do what really would help us get to the next level. I say that to go, Nick, mm, past becomes the past in a sense. And where the company started isn't always how the company continues to evolve. That word evolution should sink in very heavily to people. I say it because, well, at the very first of this episode, you would have heard a jingle. And in that jingle, it says, what, Nick? We're the most informative mm. and influential. To. The most influential podcast. How does somebody get to make that statement? Nick, you, uh, you recently were at SEMA. Have I ever recorded a podcast at SEMA? 
you know, where I, the Pints of Polishing podcast, you or I recorded an episode of SEMA? No, we haven't. But yet, something that we began to innovate, something that the Pints of Polishing podcast began to do, began to influence not just one specific place that we did it, but began to influence an entire industry. That only happens if you're creative enough. Wearing your yoga pants like I do, right? Like, laugh all you want. But when it came time to innovate and be able to move a company into a national realm, it took a lot of creativity and a lot of innovation that began to build out of going through the expos. It began with pint nights. As we created the podcast, then it began, how do we expand? How do we get out? And the pint nights were a big deal for us. After about 15 grand worth of investment, we began to go into buying booth space. How do we go into the expos where we see where we think we need to be? Expos back then, massively different when they were now. Where the history was versus where the future is. The history began figuring out how to create a buzz because Nick, you've been at expos. We've all been at expos where you just go, but what the hell's going on? Like there's not much going. You mentioned it at this past SEMA. Not a lot of jive, not a lot of buzz, (laughs) right? Not a lot going on. When I saw an opportunity to go to an expo and have the brand that I started out of my garage and built over the past seven years at that point, and then given my life, everything into all that I was being dealt with as a human, we've all gone through bullshit. I was going through with mine. How do I take it? And how do I go? It was the expos to where I saw. And we began to build into these expos. I say all that to say this, Nick, innovation of what we did there, you were able to see the very first parts. And this was before Nick and I became partners. Mobile Tech Vegas was the very early onsets of us as a company having a booth space. We'd already had one at Orlando, but then we were Mobile Tech Vegas. We'd already done all these pint nights, invested a shit ton of money. And here we were a little booth trying to make a sling. And we started recording at the expo, you got to sit at one of those recordings and it was different. Was there some stuff that needed to be worked out? Of course. Yeah. But it was the only one there, right? It was innovative, but it was innovative and it was the only one there. The next Orlando episode, the next Orlando expo, that's when I cashed in my chips, right? We talk about this. You and I talk about this, where when you see a shot as a business owner, you have to take your shots. You have to take your chips. And you have to push all in. You have to push. So I pushed all in. We had boost space of the podcast, boost space of the company. The amount of people that were at that episodes and at that expo, and they all came. We stole everybody. This area was the spot. I'll put in the hype clean specialist. I got a little snapshot of an interview with Cass. He's a guy that came to that and he'll give you a little bit of what's going on. It'll be in the hyper clean specialist group. 
this created such a buzz and such a craziness in the environment of expos. You saw it even at a different expo. It changed and innovated the industry. But what happens when innovation is only done by one company? What happens when there's no other company really innovating and they just copy? It takes the buzz away. It takes the excitement of, wow, we had something amazing going on to, oh, it's just, we can all do it. We can all just sit on a microphone. And what happens to innovation? Well, it goes away. What happens to the excitement of going to an expo and being innovative and, and finding new ways to reach out to people and creating excitement at an expo? Well, it goes away. What happens when the same people are touted as, hey, come listen to them in the education and come listen to, but well, what happens? The actual innovators lose interest. Oh, yeah. In droves. And that's what's happened. I mean, SEMA was eye-opening. And I shared it. You know, I, I didn't sugarcoat SEMA. Four knuckleheads on a microphone. And I, I joked with Marty, and I'll joke here. Marty infected the industry with this idea that everybody should do this at the expo, right? Me and you joked that day. Remember when I said, Hey, Marty, uh, what a cool thing you did the podcast, but unfortunately I think you unleashed a bigger problem. And the bigger problem was, like you said, it's a better word is innovation. Just having a bunch of people who aren't good on a mic and, and guys, there are rankings you can look at and all these behind the scenes things with podcasts. Like we know that most people are not listened to. They're not, informational they don't ever have an opinion they just they just really shouldn't exist but that's not the free market right when you can just turn a microphone on everybody that wants to exist can exist and to see the copycat behavior i didn't want to go to mte last year i mean let's share that internally i didn't want to go because i thought man when the industry needed us the most nobody was there I shared that on this podcast, but also some behind the scenes things with the education day that kind of made me, I mean, I've actively said this now two years in a row. I don't want my personal name associated with a lot of those people. And I know a bunch of other people that feel that way. So don't think this is a Nick comment. Uh, we've heard it from, I think probably one of the biggest brand growth that we've seen in our industry besides us. Uh, he has the same opinion. We've seen a bunch of people have this opinion. And what you're doing is you're driving away the next generation. Because remember, if you're 55 and over or approaching that, you're supposed to be moving into a different part of your career. You're supposed to be an executive and moving out of the limelight. You know, un unfortunately, in America, that's not happening anymore. And what you have is you have all these young innovators like yourself, uh, like we're doing with our brand now, who are actively looking around and going, these people again? For the 20th straight year, for the 10th straight year, for the 7th straight year, this is an innovation. Uh, you go there, and you guys are going to go to MTE if you go. That, the vast majority of you don't go. So we're kind of saying this to you guys that it probably doesn't even matter. So, you know, HyperClean will not be, and a Pints Polishing Podcast will not be at MTE this year. Uh, I don't know if we made that clear. You kind of, you know, went on a rant. We're not going to be there. Uh, it's a bittersweet thing. 
because I believed in this 2019 in Vegas. I thought they're onto something. There was a, there was a plug in to that. There was an energy to that show. And even though it was small attended the education, day had some thought behind it. And you and I talked about that today. It's like, you can go back and they had some big names and they had some innovative topics and they brought in all these different people. That show was killed for, I don't know, some internet SEMA now that exists, I, I, you know, which has been brilliant, obviously. Um, but you, you've lost the innovation. And, and when everybody starts to podcast, it's not innovative. And, and it's not something I want to be associated with. There's a lot of people in this industry, man, that I love, that I, I spent time with at SEMA that are great for the industry, largely don't get any run. You never get to hear from them. You never get, because the air of the room is sucked out. When I tell people what happened at SEMA with people standing there with microphones and the rest of the, the show basically laughing at our part of the West Hall, that is not my opinion. There are text messages on my phone joking about that. And that's where you're right, Marty, is that the innovation was never there. It was about copycatting something. It wasn't about, hey, this is good for us because we got these interesting personalities and they'll be really fun at the booth. And you're supposed to have your own mousetrap. I keep telling guys that. Don't just start a business and say, I'm a good detailer. That's why I'm starting. No, no. How are you going to bring customers in? If you're never asking what's interesting, if you're never asking what's inform informational, if you're never asking any of those and you're just copying something, that's the lowest form of intelligence there is. And I think the education day topped it off for us this year. I'll let you expand with your thoughts, but I'll tell you mine. It's not good. And that was the thing I held, had my, held my head up high about it had this educational component. When we read through and they contacted us about being a part and we read through what was going on, it was like, no, we're good. This is nothing against anybody. But I care about what the next five to 10 years looks like, not what happened the last 10 years. And I feel like we're trapped in this cycle of what is good the last 10 years is still good today. Folks, after the pandemic, everything has changed. I don't want to hear about detent, what you used to do. I want to hear about what's going on now. And, and I feel pretty confident in saying this. I can probably put five to 10 leaders of companies in detailing and not one will be speaking there. The ones I respect, they're not even speaking there. Now they may have a booth there or something, but they're not, they weren't asked to speak. They weren't given the opportunity to speak. And we know them to be good people and the future of this business and they're innovative and they make new tools or they make new chemicals, or they have some innovation to them. Those people have largely been blacked out, doesn't exist. It's the copycat culture now that's being rewarded. And unfortunately, shows just aren't the same, folks. That could change next year. This is the important thing of a business owner that I'll say for me. I make decisions based on the information in front of me in the moment. Not what my feelings were last year, not what my feelings are going to be a year from now. Right now, with the investment we're about to make to, to, to make our stuff better for our people, I would rather invest in our people than invest in something that's not even that well attended at this point. So you mentioned education and you mentioned that this is the other part. And this is sort of the close it all out part. Like some of the stuff that people will start seeing coming out of hyperclean is educational. You're going to find it in some new platforms. There's a lot of things 
besides what we talked about in the manufacturing side, there's also the explaining side, the educational side, the, the videography side that is drastically changing at a rapid pace here at HyperClean. And hey, that's the other aspect that we talked about, right? Like you could go to a place and be innovative and then get copied. You could also start to just innovate in your own space for your own community. Listen, there's a lot of people that have copied that word. There's a lot of people that have tried to say, oh, we're this. That. Listen, if you've been inside of community, you mentioned it in this past Saturday episode, the amount of people that if you've been inside of the HyperClean Pints of Polishing podcast community, you have seen success. You have seen opportunity. You have seen ways that you could grow and you could go through navigate all the same stuff that you and I are doing as a company. Anybody that listens and in business, they have heard the same stuff and they have now tools, they have bullets, they have education, they have all kinds of stuff. But the new education that's coming out, the new how-tos, the new, okay, we got this vehicle, we're going to use this product, we're going to use Revive in this way, we're going to use Bug Cleaner in this way, we're going to use, and you could go down the list, building out, all kinds of stuff. We got even more investment in that people will get the information that they need from HyperClean. Yeah, look, we we are having a conversation with a uh, organizational company that's completely building everything in, in the United States as well. We're on phone calls with them. Why? They want to be featured in our videos and how do we partner together and you know how do we become a part of all of what you guys are doing? And And Sometimes, guys, it's time to say evolution is okay. That's, that's what's going to keep you alive. There's many people that email us in, how do I use this product? I mean, we have got to listen to that, and we got to say, okay, how do I send this person somewhere that they can go learn about this specific product? That way they can feel comfortable using it. I mean, we get all kinds of emails, all kinds of text messages and DMs and people just wanting to be educated. And it's our responsibility to do a better job. And the amount of investment that it's going to take for video and, and time and employees and, and manufacturing is so goddamn exciting, but there's a real decision that comes with that. Can you afford to take a week away from the things that you know need to be done for something that may not be the future of your business or the business as a whole. I can't afford to waste a week anymore. Marty, we can't afford to not perform for our people anymore. I know all you guys know we give a shit. And when you give a shit, these types of decisions have to be made. There's a lot of this I don't want to be associated with. I'll say it as many times as people want to hear it. Because we're doing things on a level that I don't have time for that. And I want to be better for our people. I want to be better for our supporters. It's like when people got our t-shirts and I'll leave you with this. Yeah. It took us a while to get our t-shirts out. When people put their hands on them now, they go, yeah, I get it. Cause guess why? It wasn't just bullshit to get you guys to buy something. It's never been about that. Or we would have had a glass cleaner two years ago. We would have had shirts two years ago. We would have had banners two years ago. That shit's easy to do half-assed. What's hard is innovation. What hard, what's hard is to be patient enough to say, this isn't right. We can't release it. We've, had our, we've been sitting on our, our addition to the coding line forever now. 
that's been in the field forever over at my shop. We haven't released it. Chemical tests, lab tests, is this right? We could have been making money on this all year long. We don't. I want to be different. And when you want to be different, you got to look at the, the, the cards on the, on the table and say, it's not for us anymore. MTE was a very important part of HyperClean. I want to make that clear. Marty and what he did with the podcast, that was the first. And don't let anybody tell you different. But you know what? It's all right. Uh, what do they call it? Copying is the, the, the greatest form of flattery uh, that exists. You know, you should probably reach out and say thanks for all the ideas, but we know you guys don't do that. In our community of people, here's what I'm telling you. Today, the biggest day for us, because the things that we have announced that we're investing in, that doesn't exist for you, the detailers. Don't let anybody tell you different. It doesn't factually exist other than with us. Detailer manufacturing first, not car wash, not dealership, the detailer. And so we're going to, we're just going to take that money. We're going to invest it and we're going to keep moving, man. And, uh, Marty, I, I always remember 2019 Vegas. I remember what you did. And for those that don't, you were educated today, but I think it's time to move to our next chapter and say, it's all right. Things change. Here's to the future. Yep. Here's to hyperclean. Here's to community. Thanks, Thanks Nick. Marty. Have a great week, man. See ya. Hey, this is Marshall. And I got to ask you this question. It's a question that we've asked over many years. How do you know? How do you trust? Well, you look at a track record. The track record of HyperClean and the Pints and Polishing podcast and what Nick said and what is viable in a HyperClean specialist group is that people that are involved in community, they're growing. The greatest growth that we're seeing is in distribution. So if you have an idea, I dream, do you dream? Dream of a way that you can create a place to sell products. Your local car show, could you go set up? Is there car clubs? How could you create? How could you grow? The greatest success we're hearing right now is detailers getting into hyperclean distribution and growing. You want your chance? Do you think you could do it? Is it in you to grow, to get to the next level? Well, reach out. Go to hypercleanstore.com. There'll be a contact us form. Let us know. Do you see it? Do you think you could? Hmm. Well, if you do, then I'm with you. And I'll support you. So, let's go. Make it a great day.